Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning? You good? Good to have you here this morning. Those of you joining us online, welcome in the name of the Lord. Good to have you here. If uh, you didn't get one of these recently, you don't have one of these, just raise your hand. We'll bring one by to you right now. It's kind of what we're talking about. Maybe your sermon notes and a little card. So just raise your hand up. We've got ushers ready to pass them out, and they'll bring one of those by to you. If you're watching online and you're interested in getting one of these, just drop us a note. You can do it right there in the live chat, or you can uh, snail mail us, email us. Joey, what's your email? Office, office at destiny217, office at destiny217.org. I'm going to be walking with my wife in the Beer Lahai. I talked with Davina this morning. She's walking with us as well. So we're going to be out in force on October 2nd to help Beer Lahai Roy, a great ministry here in town and part of this church. So we bless Doug and Kim and appreciate all of their work <clears throat> to save babies. I remember when they were contemplating it, meeting in the office where are you, Doug, Kim? Yeah, remember, in my office down on Carpenter, down on Carpenter Street, you guys came in and uh, we had a great conversation about that. So, praise the Lord. Wow. <clears throat> Everybody doing well? Good, good. Good word, Hannah. Good word, <clears throat> Jeremy, this morning. Um, we are taking a, a, a bit of a hiatus from our series in the book of Romans, Unashamed. We're addressing some other things right now. And I want to start, I don't know if you know who the, who the Prince of Preachers is. His name is Charles Spurgeon. Uh, a great preacher. Uh, he's Calvinist though, Joey, so you got to cut him his plaque. Uh, and uh, he... Uh, I have, actually have some of his handwritten sermon notes at my house, and um, he's a great preacher. And he told a story uh, one time <clears throat> about uh, two men who were traveling in a raft uh, down a river, and rapids were coming, and it got really rough and tumble. There was a man staying on the shore watching these two men go down the river. <clears throat> and as it got closer and closer to the rafts and ultimately to a fall, uh, they fell out of the raft, and so the man on the shoreline was able to throw a rope to the men. But as the rope landed right there by them, one of the men opted to grab the rope, and another one opted to grab a hold of a log that was floating along. And you know how the story ends. <clears throat> the man who grabbed a hold of the log, a temporary fix, went over the falls and died. But the man who was connected, that's what we're talking about today, being connected was uh, brought to shore. There's an old, I just remembered there's an old hymn of the church. I won't sing it to you. It's called Throw Out a Lifeline. Anybody know that song? Throw Out the Lifeline. But we are talking about Mission Critical uh, this month. <clears throat> it is the center of who we are, and it is the main thing. And we know that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And that's Sometimes we need to be reminded of that, particularly in light of what's going on in the world today, which is kind of crazy, isn't it? <clears throat> so 
I'd like to, I'd like to do something very, very dangerous right now. And that is ask you to take your phone out because I just invited you to be distracted. <laughs> all right. If you don't have a phone, uh, just look at somebody that has one. All right. So as, as you look at that, I want to, I want to, uh, first of all, I challenge you not to be distracted. If you have already pulled open your Facebook account or your Twitter feed or your Instagram, shame on you. Uh, but but I, I did a little bit of digging, and I think it's really interesting that every second there are 6,000 tweets that are posted. Every second Google gets searched 45,000 times a second. That's crazy. Two million emails are sent every single second. Most of it's junk or spam, I get that. But nonetheless, <laughs> two million emails every single second. In the next five years, survey shows that nine out of 10 people of the age of six will be digitally active. Six-year-olds within the next five years. We are more connected than ever. I was born not BC, not AD. I was born BI before the internet. <clears throat> right? And then all of a sudden, boom, computers. My father-in-law worked for Caterpillar uh, and computers were invented back in the day where the computer sat in a room and people came to the, to the headquarters in Peoria to look at the computer. It was so amazing. It was in a room and now that level of information, well, it went from that to uh, your desktop. I remember the first desktop I bought, an IBM clone as they were known. I had a choice between two computers, either the 20 megabyte hard drive or the 30 megabyte hard drive, of which the salesman told me if I bought the 30 megabyte hard drive, I would never, ever need another hard drive the rest of my life. <clears throat> then I went from the desktop, what, to the laptop, to the tablet, to the, this is not a phone, we call it a phone. But what is it? It's a computer. Then you got, I, I've gotten, I've gotten, I've, I've gotten off my Apple watch, but I wore it today for you. Just as a point of illustration, that there's more power in this watch than it took to send a man to the moon in the 60s. <laughs> they were just hoping he hit the moon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is if you believe he actually went to the moon, but that's another whole story, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I mean, cameras are everywhere. Your security system. My doorbell at my house shoots video of everything that goes on in my front yard. Every time FedEx or UPS comes, I know it. My garage door, believe it or not, is connected. I can open and close my garage door from anywhere in the world, from my phone or my watch. I can change the temperature in my living room. I can just speak to my watch and change the temperature in my living room from anywhere in the world. That's crazy. That's crazy connected. We have lights in our house. I can just tell you know who. I don't want to say her name. 
because all of your fire, everything will light up in the room. We don't want to say her name, but if you say her name, she'll turn lights on in my house. You can have it change, uh, set the lock. You can uh, put uh, deadbolts on your house. Emails galore. I, I think I, I don't know how many email accounts you have and then how many of them go to, but just the, the sheer mass amount of email texts. And it's code, isn't it? It's just code. Tim is our resident super geek IT guy. It's not difficult, I guess, coding. I've never tried it, but it is a bunch of ones and zeros. That's all it is, right? One and zero. That's all you get, ones and zeros, coding. All of that communication, all that connectiveness, you've seen the matrix, right? So just, just ones and zeros. It's code. Megabytes, gigabytes, terabytes, petabyte, zettabyte, yottabyte, and I don't know what goes beyond that. That's compliments of Encyclopedia Britannica Google search. Because I didn't know that. Back in the day when you had to know something, I had to get on my bike, I had to ride across town to the library, and hopefully look at an encyclopedia that wasn't 10 years old. That's how I used to get information. I'd ask my mom, she'd go, I don't know. I'd ask my dad, I don't know. Get on your bike, or you call a friend, maybe they know. I used to call time and temperature every morning before I went to school, just so I could know what the temperature was or if our clocks were accurate. I'm old, really old. But the type of communication we have today, the Lord told me it's cold communication. It's a cold connection. It's, it's shallow it's like frozen water that you can't drink. It's like a video of a fireplace. It's like a photo of your birthday party. It's like a photo of a great meal. I want, and I think we all want, a deeper, more authentic connection, don't you? We are a fellowship of believers that's four years old now, and uh, we have really tried hard where our, our core values are concerned, which are on that wall over there and which are on that card in front of you. <clears throat> and that's really what binds us together because we are not alike. There's a lot of you people I would not come in contact with in my regular journey of life. I mean, we don't look alike. We don't, we're not the same ethnicity, same color, the same size, the same background, the same history. Our politics, our choice of music, our food, our clothing, places that we like to go on vacation, we're just not the same. But something does join us together not something it's really someone it's not a it it's a who and that who is Jesus he is the Christ he is the Messiah he is the savior of the world and that brings us to a set of core values 
Our core values shape everything, who we are, what we do. Core values. What do I mean when I say core values? Core values are the uh, definition, uh, the uh, dictionary definition of deeply held beliefs that authentically describe an individual or an organization. But we've broken it down to be these three little circles. And these three little circles remind us that when you have a core value, those things dictate your behavior. If these are the things that I believe, then this is how I'm going to behave. And then if I behave a certain way, then there's going to be a certain culture around me. Whether And this, this applies to corporations. It applies to communities. It applies to your family, any organization. And it certainly applies to the church. So when you have a set of core values... That dictates the behavior, which then will produce a certain culture. And so our values always will produce behavior that produces a culture. So what are our values? Well, we have them on the wall, but they all stem from the Bible, right? That lead us to exhibit biblical behavior. And because of that, we are at peace. This is important for us. Because the, the third of the circles, which is the environment that we have, the culture that we produce, may not always, the world around you may not always agree with your core values and your behavior, but that if you stay true to your, your, your core values, what you believe, then regardless of the outcome in your community, in the society, in the world, in your country, in your state, in your whatever that is, you can still be at peace because your behavior is congruent, is in harmony with your core values, what you believe. But if you just lick your finger and stick it in the air, you're not going to be happy at the end of the life, if the, at the end of your life, if the, those things that are happening around you in the culture don't align with, align with what you believe. But I can still be at peace because I have a set of beliefs that have produced my behavior. And then if the culture doesn't, if the culture at large doesn't agree with my culture, I can still be at peace because I'm being true to my beliefs. Does that make sense? Okay. Our biblical values produce a behavior that we believe as best we can produces a culture of honor culture of honor, real, we like to say real, relevant relationships where we honor one another, not because they drive a nicer car, or have a bigger house or are prettier than us, is it because we have the same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's what we have on the wall. That's what you see every Sunday when you come in here. And that's what we're taking time to talk about this month. Each of the values have associated with it words of Jesus. You notice I don't have a quote from anyone else underneath each of those. Well, there's a quote from Jesus. That makes sense, right? You don't want Winston Churchill, as great as he is, quoting how we're going to live. No, these are quotes from Jesus. So last week we talked about being alive in Christ and an abundant life. Today we're talking about being connected. And the words of Jesus there are this. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for what? His friends. My wife and I had an opportunity to, to travel a little bit last week. We went down and had a little vacation down in the Branson area and um, just great windshield time, time to talk and think. And on the way home, there was a song 
on the radio. It wasn't really the radio. I think we were listening to uh, Spotify or something. Never heard the song. Tried to find the song later this week. Couldn't find the song. Maybe some of you know it. It's a Christian song. And the line in the song went like this. What if the last time I saw you was the last time I saw you? What if the last time you and I were together ended up being the last time that you and I were ever together? That's how the song goes. There's an earlier song from the 50s I found by Frank Sinatra. It's not the same one, so don't come to me after church and say Frank Sinatra sang that song. If anyone even knows who Frank Sinatra is, so just, you know. So this is a contemporary song, and the line was, what if the last time I saw you was the last time I saw you? Now, if you would be sad when you think about that person, then those are the people that you need to voice your connection with. Tell them, hey, man, you're awesome. I really appreciate you. I like hanging out with you. You add value to my life. You know you're special to me. I really enjoy being around you. See, God created us. He designed us, really, to flourish being connected. We have to be connected. We have to be connected. That's how we were designed. Science psychologists tell us that not being connected is a bad thing for us. When we live in isolation, this is what they say. You are more likely to give in to temptation, which I think is really an interesting secular perspective from a non-biblical source, that they say you're more likely to give in to temptation. You're more likely to fall into discouragement. You're more likely to become self-absorbed and self-centered. Can I get an amen? Probably not, but we can all, you know. When I close myself off, it ends up being all about me. Get off my lawn. (laughs) Here's one. We're more likely to foolishly spend money. Amazon. So. And here's one. And I'm going to I'm going to put the God twist on this one. They say not only do we suffer when we live in disconnectedness, but when other people I'm going to put in parentheses whom God has placed in our life around us, they get cheated out of the attention and affection we would say the love of God, intended for us to give them. So if I'm, if I'm isolating myself, I'm also cheating the other people around me and it becomes a, just a terrible, nasty, tornadic vortex that goes down the toilet. And you get lonely and they get lonely. And we weren't designed to be alone. It's not good that man should be alone. So what happens? Depression, loneliness are on the rise. You don't have to be alive very long to realize that. I remember growing up as a kid that we would take our lawn chairs as a family and bring them out into the front yard and other neighbors would come over and then they would be in their front yard. But then something happened when we built the deck and we put security fences and safety fences around our backyard and we moved from the front porch to the back deck this is just i'm just waxing eloquent here just for a minute on societal weirdness but all of it's just a slow burn isn't it to where we just (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, wait, wait. <clears throat> Here's a question, doesn't need an answer because it's a stupid question. Who here likes fe feeling lonely? Uh, no one. Nobody likes that feeling. And so we try to fill the void with shallow whatever we can get. The easy fix. Because I'll tell you what, face-to-face -face stuff, that's not easy. You know why? Because your breath smells, you're stinky. You irritate me. Maybe you talk way too much or not enough. Maybe you don't do exactly what I want you to do, but I can just turn you off right here. I'll just turn you off. And if I don't like it, I'll just cuss you out on Facebook. Not me. Someone will. And let you go. So that's easy. That's the easy fix. Face-to-face -face communication, connecting, is really hard. So we must not take that easy way. Here's a survey. 20,000 people participated in a nationwide survey as published by Cigna, a health company here in America. Americans are lonelier than ever with almost, here's the percentage, 50% of those surveyed have the feelings of being left out and lonely on a regular basis. Half of America, lonely on a regular basis. So I went to the government to find out what their statistics show, the HRSA, the Human Resources and Service Administration.gov, says, not 50%, they say 43, but it's still high. 43% of Americans sometimes or always feel that their relationships are not meaningful and that they are isolated from others. Still, almost half of us in this room, in America, that means the neighbor on your right or the neighbor on your left, maybe you feel I'm all alone. Nobody's here to help me. 27% of Americans, that's one in four, say they rarely or never feel as though people understand them. So what it comes down to, this is a quote, what it comes down to is that we, quote, as a society are experiencing a lack of connection, said the doctor in charge of that study. They boil it down to a lack of connectedness. The same research from the government side says uh, they have found that loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, making it even more dangerous than obesity. Loneliness and social isolation have been linked to higher risks of coronary heart disease and stroke and even early mortality. If you're lonely, you're gonna die early like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. That's pretty, pretty suppressing. <laughs> you know, that's in the natural. What I just gave you, government statistics, surveys from Cigna, all of that, that's in the natural. But we are supernatural beings. We should be concerned about spiritual things, right? Because the things in the spirit are even more so than things in the natural. So we set the ground stage that with the things that we can see, how important it is that people get connected. But on a spiritual level, the supernatural level, the live, connect, grow, go level, I'm going to give you one scripture today, and it's from Romans. Yes, we're going to come back to Romans. Romans 12. And I want you to look at it really close with me, beginning at the third verse. For by grace, because everything happens by grace, given me, says Paul, I, to every one of you, here's what he has to say. Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Stop right there. Well, why? 
why would I want to hang out with them? They're beneath me. They're not my kind of people. So don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. Whatever social strata, whatever strata you happen to be in, don't you dare look down your nose on anybody. I would never want to go out to dinner with them. They don't even know what fork to use. They always got that stuff hanging out of the corner of their mouth. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given you. Verse four, just as each of us has one body with many members, so look, here we are. Here's my body. I have many members. I have thumbs and fingers and hands and forearms and legs. I got lots of pieces to my body. Incidentally, do you know that I can function without an arm? I'll not be able to function as well. I won't be able to do all the things a person with two arms could do. I'll still get along. I can get along without two arms. I can get along without two arms and two legs. I can get, get along without a, how many kidneys you got? Two kidneys, right? I can get along without a kidney. I can get along without a lung. I can get along without my sight. I can get along without my hearing. I had COVID. I know what it's like not to have taste. That's super weird. I can get along without it. Not very enjoyable, but I did. What am I saying? Well, let's read on. <clears throat> so, oh, let's go back to four again, please. Just as each of us has one body, many members, and these members do not all have the same function, obviously. Verse five, so likewise it is in Christ. So what you see in the natural, we're gonna apply it spiritually now, just like we did with the surveys that I showed you about connection. Paul's talking about connection. So you have all these pieces and these parts, they're all connected together and they function well. So likewise, same thing in Christ. We who are of many form what? One body. Underline it. We who are of many form one body and each member, well, we don't like this, but here it is, belongs to all the others. You know what that means? When you're not here, I miss you. When you're not doing your part in the kingdom of God, yes, I may... I may not have both arms, but I'll still get it done, but I need you, and you need me. You may not even like me, but you need me. You may not, listen, you need everyone around you to do their part. Because listen, what we are on, we are an army on a battleship. We're not a bunch of vacationers on a cruise ship. Please bring me another drink. There's a lot of churches that treat their pastor like Julie from the love boat or Captain Steubing. Am I really old? That, am I that old? <laughs> Captain Steubing from the love boat. Bring me another drink with a little umbrella in it, right? Bring me another one and just take care of me and, and pamper me. And what time is shuffleboard? That's not where you're at here. 
but there are pastors that are cruise directors. And I told the Lord early on, I do not want to be a cruise director. I will run a naval ship. And everyone should have calluses on their hands. You show me your little sissy hands in the spirit, spiritually, I'm way off these notes and I'll get back shortly, Joey. You show me your little sissy hands, you're not doing anything in the kingdom. I see calluses on Doug and Kim Fields' hands in the spirit. It's not always been easy. Anything good's worth fighting for. What are you doing in the kingdom? Are you using yourself? Are you allowing the Lord to plug you in and be a part of the body? Or are you out just there running around like the Lone Ranger? Well, I like jet skis. Well, I like jet skis too. They go fast. Zing, 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 zing. I don't like zing, 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 jet skis. Getting all, that's you, your personality. I don't need to be tied down. I'm gonna go do my own thing. Well, listen, you're not gonna move the grain that a barge will move. You'll have all kinds of fun. You get the spray of the water in your face and making the wake. But I'll tell you what, we are the gospel ship, not the gospel wave runner. Right? So we will, we will, we will set a course and we will continue to walk that way. We would that you would use your gift as part of the body of Christ. I mean, imagine if my hand decided it didn't want to be a part of me. So let's say I'm preaching, but the hand decided it wanted to play the piano. And so the most important thing for us to know this morning is, oh, they turned it on for me. That was nice. <laughs> right? Imagine my leg decided it didn't want to cooperate today, and I'd have to stand up here like this all day long and preach like that. That's... You laugh because it's absurd, but that's in the natural. Now, in the spirit realm, see the same thing. See the very same thing on a spiritual plane. We've got people that don't want to cooperate with the body, but yet you're part of me. Look, go back to verse number five. And each member belongs to all of the others. Whether you like it or not, you belong to the body of Christ. Please act like it. Please act like it. So, regardless of the form of communication, we've talked about communication, technology, phones, interpersonal, it's only as good as the connection. If the connection isn't solid, you'll not have a good flow of information. So the connection the connection is vital. You can't even communicate well until you have good connection. I've got one, two, three bars. How many bars you got? I don't know. How many bars you got? I don't know. <laughs> three bars, two bars. How many bars you got? Why is that so important to us? Because you're not going to be able to Communicate until you, you, can have, you cannot have valuable communication until you first connect. You, you go to a restaurant. You go to uh, wherever. Your phone goes, boop, 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 Wi-Fi. How many bars? How many bars? How, how, what kind of connection do I have on my Wi-Fi? 
This is really vital. I mean, we had terrible cell reception out of our house. So sometimes, you know, we're trying to find a spot in the house on that end of the couch versus this end of the couch. But I tell you, Wi-Fi, if, if you don't have decent Wi-Fi connection, it's done. You're done. And I'm afraid, this is why I put this here. I'm afraid this is the category for most of us. I'm, if you're honest with yourself, I think your connection, your connectivity is probably on that end of the scale in the red. You want to find somebody that's got this level of connection? Oh, they're going to communicate with you. His name's Ryan Schaefer. <laughs> or you know those people. That connection is important to them. Have you got somebody in your life? Like, well, I got my wife, I got my kid. Beyond that, do you have a sense of community, of connection with the body of Christ? We try. We try. Some of us, some of you are in bad shape. You need to get connected. We're here for you. You're not alone. 50% of you feeling like, man, I'm, I'm alone. No one really understands. Nobody really cares. No, nope. we care. I'm reminded of a car that won't start because of corroded terminals. You look under the hood and you say, well, I'm connected. Well, you may be connected, but that's the condition of your connection. And the car doesn't start, even though you're connected. So what, how do you fix that? Besides pour a can of Coke on it. <laughs> Did you just say that over there? <laughs> we know how, we, we, we know old school, don't we? I don't have no stinking screwdriver. Give me a Coke. <laughs> right? What do you, what's the right way to fix it? <laughs> take, it up, take it apart, scrape it clean like the Holy Ghost does, like he needs to do to us. I mean, what does that produce? A spark. What did Hannah talk about? Having a fire. There's no spark. There's no fire. Well, you feel connected because you come here on a Sunday morning. You watch us online or whatever. And that's fine. And you would call me your pastor. It's funny. I went to a gas station once. The guy, and one of my favorite questions is when I talk to people, it's like, uh, I ask them, so what church do you go to? Who's your pastor? Well, I, I go to such and such a church, and uh, Eric Hansen is my pastor. I said, he is. I said, <laughs> I said that's awesome. I said, I hear great things about him. <laughs> There's no connection there. There's no connection there. We've got we've to clean the terminals, ladies and gentlemen. Particularly in this, I'm talking, this is a word to the church universal. It's a, church, it's a word to the church at large because it's important as to where the church is going with a capital C, but it's also important to us as a body. We're getting ready to go into a brand new facility, new facility for us. I just got the, I just got the lease agreement and I got the purchase agreement just this past week, which I'm, rev I'm reviewing. I'm brushing up on my lawyer speak, the party of the first part and the lease or the lease, blah, blah, blah. So those papers are going to get signed soon. The work is being done in the building so that we can inhabit it. They'll give us our change of occupancy and boom, into 32,000 square feet. I, 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 I can't do it myself. You know? 
This is a, 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 not a cruise ship. We all got to do this together, right? So what do we have? Well, we've got these connect cards. We have these for you to help get connected. This is a pretty elementary way to begin. Um, if you're not inclined to connectedness, this is a very sterile way to do it, a very safe way to do it. Most people, um, if they'll come, maybe it's the first, second, third time, you know, li- listen, come early, stay late, and you make some friends. Sage advice from my mom when I say, Mom, I don't have any friends at school. She says, are you being a friend to anybody? Right? Well, that church was so unfriendly. Well, you came in, sat down, folded your arms, and left, and never said hi to anybody. Yeah, it's on us, us regular attenders. Everyone's a greeter, not just who's ever at the door that particular Sunday, everyone. You see somebody you don't know? I don't know how long they've been coming. And then if I say, how long, if I say, oh, you're new here. No, I've been coming three years. Ding bat, ding bat. You know, no, that's not, that's not the question you ask. Here's the question that you ask. So how long have you been coming? What a safe question. So how long have you been coming? Oh, I've been coming a couple years. Well, me too, or whatever. But be a friend. This world is lonely, ladies and gentlemen. This world is terribly, terribly lonely. There's no reason for you to be alone. Not when we're standing throwing out the lifeline. Don't grab a log. The log of your phone, the log of YouTube, the log of whatever, and you're hanging on to it and you're staying afloat for a while, but at the end, it's all gonna go over the edge of the cliff. There's no reason for you to be alone. So when we say fill one of these out, we're not saying give us all your personal details, fill it out on whatever level you feel comfortable, but we need a name and maybe a phone number or an email or somehow that we can reach back to you. And if we don't reach back to you within 48, 72 hours, call me personally. This is how it works. We have connect groups. Pastor Jeremy tries to get you involved in connect groups, activities galore. And this is one of the things I battled with early on when I became a pastor because I said, I don't want to be a cruise director. See, I'm a little more militaristic, which is, I'm not going to give you any fun. No fun. No fun. You either love Jesus or get out. That's how I used to be. And I have tendency, I have a propensity, I'm a little bit leany that way. Because I shouldn't have to, like, give you a carrot. I shouldn't have to tease you along in your relationship with Jesus. You're either in or out. I mean, that's, that's the Marine Corps way, isn't it? Like it or lump it. Suck it up, buttercup. My dad was a Marine. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine. Davina gets a splinter in her finger yesterday. She pulls it out, unbeknownst to me. She comes to me, I need a bed. I looked at it. I, said, I licked it. I went, I rubbed it on her leg. I said, you're good. You're good. Let's go. Then she runs to grandma. Grandma, I need a bed. Grandpa, I need my finger. I need a It takes all kinds to make the world go around, right? You got to get connected. So we have these activities, a gun shoot and a women's event and, and these types. I'm going to be at the gun shoot. Hannah's going to be the women's event. There's are people that you can come and learn their names and about them and get involved and so on and so forth. It's not easy. We got encounters coming up soon. So here's how it works. Personally, connection, 
what we're talking about. Makes you healthy and strong. Would you agree? Say yes. yes. Thank you. So corporately, this is us here now and the church at large, connection makes us, the body, the church, healthy and strong as well. If it makes us, see, this is connect groups. We used to call them cell groups, but then, then Al-Qaeda had cell groups and it felt a little weird calling our thing cell groups. So that's why we went to connect groups. It's safer. So, but you think about a body, a body on the lowest level is, cell, is cellular, it's molecular. And the, the health of the cells, the health of the cells will determine the health of the whole. So the health of our connect groups will determine the health of the whole. Get connected. It makes for a strong person and it makes for a strong church. It's in that that we become the army or the Navy or the Marines. So I'll close with this scripture from Ezekiel 37. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is Ezekiel looking over a valley filled with dry, dead bones, unconnected. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded, Ezekiel speaking, and the breath, the pneuma, the spirit of God entered them, and they came to life, great, and they stood up, wonderful. Now they're on their feet, but what are they? A what? Say vast army. If you look out over the church at large or the church locally or whatever, you look out over the church and you don't see a vast army, then they're not connected. They're not connected. The first thing is give your life to Christ. Immediately then get connected. And if you're somewhere between, if you're not even the red one yet, Give your life to Jesus today. And the next thing we'll do is tell you, you need to get connected. Don't be out there being the wave runner. I know wave runners can be fun, but now you're part of a working vessel and we all have calluses around here. Because if Jesus never did another thing for you past being alive in him, he's done everything he needs to do for you. Well, he didn't give me that spouse. He didn't give me those kids. He didn't give me that house. I didn't get that job. Well, boo-hoo for you. Those aren't crocodile or tears. I'm telling you straight up, if he never does another thing for you, ever, he's done it all. He's done everything you need. He's given you new life. Being in the army, Cheryl says she'd be Private Benjamin if she joined the army. (laughs) An old movie where she, she joined the army because the brochure said she got breakfast every morning and she got to travel the world and all these fun things. And then it never turned out like that for her. <laughs> Being in the military is tough. It's not designed for sissies. Christianity is not for sissies. You know what it's for? Broken people. That get filled with the spirit of God and then say, you know what? Why was I shaking in fear? Why was I all alone? Why did the devil have me like living in a trap? I'm alive in Christ. I can do all things through Christ. No weapon formed against me. Who's saying things like that? The weak and the broken. The weak and the broken. It's hard. Uh, Yes, it is. I'm not going to deny it. If, someone, if you got into Christianity thinking this is going to make your life easier, somebody sold you the wrong bill of goods. 
Become a Christian, your life's going to be awesome. Well, yes, yes, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. But your kids are still going to need cavities filled. And you're still going to get a broken arm. And Levi is still going to get in an automobile wreck. But you know what? Now you greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. And now I'm not all alone. I'm connected to a group of people. And now I have faith and I have hope. And now I'm not depending on the government or somebody else to take care of me. Because Christ will take care of me. Are you, are you feeling? Are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Are you smelling what I'm stepping in? You see? This is how it is. We're an army. We're an army of people gathered together. Well, it's hard. Well, yeah, 2 Timothy 2.3 says, then you know what you need to do? Endure the hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Why don't you stand up with me this morning, please? Notice in the scripture in Timothy, there's a recognition that you're in the army and that it's hard, but Paul says, join us, get connected, get connected. So there's the challenge. With everything I bring you on a Sunday morning, there's always an opportunity to respond. So what am I going to do with this word? How does this, what he just said, is it truth? Check it with the word of God. Don't take my word for it. Because when you get to heaven, it can't be Pastor Hansen said. It has to be, I know, because I know. That's what it has to be. So you check it out. And you're going to find that connection is right there after giving your life to Christ. Get connected. Don't be lonely. We try in every way to make that happen. Do we fail? Every single week. I don't get to shake everybody's hand. Every week, I don't get to say hello. I spoke with someone um, Thursday night. Said, first time I met you, you seemed aloof. And I, I, I don't ever think I present myself as aloof, but I said, I, uh, she goes, I know you now, but you kind of seemed aloof. So I said, thank you for not judging me on your initial reaction. No more than you would want me to judge you on the initial reaction I have for you. Grace. Grace. I don't want to be perceived as aloof. I don't want to be perceived as standoffish or cold or unapproachable. None of those things. If that's your perception of me, come tell me that's your perception of me. And then I'll give you a big wet kiss right on your cheek. (laughs) This is a house of love, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to find a safer place that I know of. So connection is not always easy, but it's the lifeline of you personally and the lifeline of the church. So Father, we come to you this morning. And Lord, wherever we're at in the process of turning our life to you, may this word find a deep, deep place in our hearts for those that are longing for connection and lonely. Lord, may they reach out and may they find someone to throw them a lifeline. Let go of the log and grab a hold of the lifeline. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. If you've never given your life to Jesus or you need to do that this morning because it's just time, just slip your hand up right now with me. Father, these people that are coming home to you, that are giving their life to you right now for the first time, Lord, 
We turn from our sin. We recognize your blood as the only way, your sacrifice to be with you. We accept your forgiveness. We are happy to be called your child. Give us the strength to walk out the rest of this day in honor of you. And for those of us, Lord, this morning that are needing connection, a better sense of connection, not with the friends at the bowling alley, but with the body of Christ, not with the coffee clutch or the dinner club, but with the body of Christ. Lord, let us each purpose to be a friend so that we can have a friend. Forgive us, Lord, of walking in, sitting down, and walking out. Forgive us of thinking of ourselves before anyone else. Lord, forgive us of being self-centered, and forgive us, Lord, of being quick to judge. Forgive us, Lord, of all those things that are the corrosion to the terminals of the spark that causes the fire in our hearts. Lord, burn a fire in me. Burn a fire in us. If that's your prayer this morning, raise your hand with me. Father, burn a fire in us. Clean the corrosion off of the terminals of my life. Lord, make me whole, make me new, make me fresh. Give me another crack at this thing because I have failed. Lord, let me open up my life, warts and all, unafraid that people are going to judge me and cast me out. Lord, let this be a place of acceptance and forgiveness. Let it be a place of the standard of your word leading us and guiding us that we might have a, a core set of beliefs that dictate our behavior and cause an environment, a culture of honor, a place of real, relevant relationship. That is our heart today, God. May we start by making a phone call, a face-to-face -face meeting. May it begin with us. Thank you for the church, Lord. Thank you for this, this great bride of Christ that you died for, for connecting us together and making us belong to one another, regardless of what we look like, our heritage, or what have you. We are one, one in body and one in spirit. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. And now may the peace of God, the joy of the Holy Spirit, and the smile of Jesus be with you this week to comfort, to protect, and to lead you as the army that you are. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.